This is a non-profit fan-made review. Star Wars is owned by Disney, but Splinter of the Mind's Eye was written by Alan Dean Foster. Since their purchase of Star Wars, Disney has failed to provide Mr. Foster with any royalties stemming from their continued sales of his work. If you wish to assist Mr. Foster and other authors Disney is failing to pay, please visit the site in the description to see what you can do to help. Splinter of the Mind's Eye Chapter 9 After walking for a while, Luke and Leia start to bicker about Halla, with Leia still thinking that she's just a crazy old woman, and Luke insisting that the kyber crystal must be real if Governor Asada wants it. The mention of a governor triggers Leia's trauma. And though Luke asks what happened, Leia refuses, as she is not sure she can handle reliving the memory. As they continue down, they eventually find phosphorescent lichen to light their path, and an underground stream to guide them. The caves prove themselves to be quite beautiful, with various natural structures such as stalactites, stalagmites, and helictites, and even more phosphorescent plants and fungi. There are additionally some kind of bamboo quartz pillars, each of which is capable of making different tones when struck, leading to Luke and Leia playing a couple notes on them like little kids on a keyboard, before continuing on the established trail. Leia comments on how beautiful the caves are, and does a little pirouette, but suddenly the floor collapses out from under her. Luke grabs her before she can fall, and with great difficulty, pulls her back up. They continue forward with significantly more caution. Then they come to a massive underground lake, as black as the Emperor's mind, as Alan Dean Foster indicates. The established trail vanishes into the lake, and Luke theorizes that the lake must rise and fall with the rain. Luke spots a giant lily pad they can use as a boat, and Leia finds some rock formations that will work as oars. They fashion a boat and oars, but decide to take a nap before setting sail, as they have been walking for 16 hours. They end up sleeping for 12 hours before getting up and setting sail across the lake. After almost an entire day of rowing, Luke has gotten over his apprehension at the lake, being from a desert planet himself, when he hears something erratic in the water. Eventually, their boat is assaulted by a massive translucent water creature, which was probably the inspiration for the Lake Hylia water temple boss in Ocarina of Time. Luke slashes at one of the creature's tentacles, and it recoils somewhat. Another tentacle shoots out, and Luke stabs this one. The creature remains eerily silent, as if it has never needed to make a noise in its entire life. The creature then gets smart, and while Luke is parrying a tentacle in front of him, sneaks one behind Luke to drag him under the water. Though held underwater for a while, Luke manages to keep hacking away at the creature and make his way back to the surface and the boat. Fortunately for Luke, Anakin got pointers from Kit Fisto about making his lightsaber waterproof. Luke climbs back aboard, and the creature seems to retreat. Afterwards, the gravity of their situation seems to dawn on Leia in a crash of emotion, and she spends several minutes screaming and crying. Leia recovers, and they continue paddling. They finally reach the far shore of the lake. Upon the shore are the long-abandoned but still-intact docks and houses of an ancient Threla town. Luke helps Leia from the boat, and she apologizes for screaming, explaining that she never learned how to swim. Despite this, Leia had realized what needed to be done, and chose to keep the burden of her childhood fear to herself until the challenge was over. Luke's admiration for Leia increases, as while he had little experience with water, she didn't know how to swim, and yet soldiered on. As they make their way through the town, they realize that the ancient Threla understood advanced metalworking techniques and appreciated sweeping curves over right angles. Luke begins to sense that they are being watched. 
Luke muses on what could have wiped out the Threla, natural causes, war, or decadence followed by overthrow by the more primitive Kauai, when suddenly there is a definite noise. Luke goes to investigate, and a Kauai springs upon him from behind. Before he knows what he's doing, Luke slices the native in half. Luke quickly rejoins Leia, who procures a stalactite for use as a dagger, as several more Kauai surround them, armed with flowstone, aka cave onyx, weapons. The Kauai are described as covered in downy gray hair with tiny shrunken eyes, though the comic book adaptation makes them look a little more like Deadpool, with red hair and black patches around their eyes. In my own adaptation, I kept them the same color as the Greenies, to allude to their closer relationships. These Kauai show no fear of Luke and his lightsaber, despite witnessing one of their number getting one hit killed. The Kauai charge. Luke slashes three of their spears apart, and Leia does a mid-air leg-wrap falling throw, much like Black Widow, followed by a stab to the face. Luke ducks an axe slash, cutting the attacker's legs out from under him, and severs the hand of one of the spearmen, sending him to the ground in pain. Another Kauai, more cautious, tries spearing Luke from a distance, but when Luke slices the spear apart, he throws the remains at Luke and retreats. The one remaining Kauai, engaged in a duel with Leia, realizes he's outnumbered and tries to flee. Luke hurls the lightsaber like a throwing knife and impales the Kauai from behind. Leia insists that they need to finish the one remaining and retreating Kauai before he can raise any sort of alarm. They give chase through a tunnel, and Leia hurls one of the flowstone axes at it, hitting squarely in the back of the shoulder as the Kauai reaches the top of the pile of rubble. The Kauai is sent falling down the opposite side. Luke and Leia continue their chase, climbing up the pile, and are stunned by what they see on the other side. This concludes my review of this chapter. I plan on releasing a chapter review every other week. Please like and subscribe, and feel free to listen to all of my other videos. I published an entire Mimban campaign, as well as a censored version for the kids. 